0: Another Sunday news dump for Bill Guerin as Brandon Duhame has re-signed with the Wild. He is back for another season. We'll talk about his contract, the latest on Philip Gustafson and more on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. what's happening everybody welcome to another episode of lockdown wild your daily minnesota wild podcast part of the Locked On podcast network your team every day thank you as always for making lockdown wild your first listen each and every day if this is your first time tuning into lockdown wild make sure you take the time to subscribe and follow us on youtube so you don't miss out on any new episodes throughout the rest of the off season if you're one of the everydayers who joins us on an everyday basis? We're glad to have you back. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we break down the Brandon Duhame one year contract, avoiding arbitration. Uh, and so it looks as though the Wild will avoid arbitration with at least one player. We'll discuss the latest on Philip Gustafson as well. And if Alex and I were to sign contracts ourselves, What's our no trade list looking like? We'll talk about that today as well. My name is Seth Topal. As mentioned, Alex Micheletti joining us here. And uh, uh, again, we get another uh, Sunday breaking news to digest here today. Brandon Duhame signing a one-year, $1.1 million extension to avoid arbitration, to stay with the Minnesota Wild. And so the official podcast of Brandon Duhame, the, uh, the fan club of Brandon Duhame gets to, uh, to hang around for another year as well. I love the deal, Alex. What do you think about, uh, Duhame's new contract?
1: Yeah, it's a good, you know, bet on himself. Uh, and, uh, you know, if it, if it doesn't work out here, then he gets to be in, you know, UFA, um, at, you know, next, uh, next summer. So yeah, it works out for both parties. Um, the quote was interesting from him too, that he said that, um, he had heard that arbitration was a nightmare and he was glad to avoid that. So yeah, it works out for both, both sides and keeps a good relationship because, uh, like I just mentioned too, going to go into arbitration can sometimes, you know, you know, make the player, you know, really upset with the, with the team when they're trying to, you know, shied them from, from getting the money that they think they deserve. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that, uh, he gets to avoid that and it, um, you know, he seems to really love it uh, here in Minnesota and that uh, I mentioned it on Twitter too. It's <laughs> uh, that uh, fourth line will be a pain with, uh, with, uh, you know, Doer centering uh, him in, in uh, Patty Maroon. So yeah, I'm looking forward to see um, how uh, they gel together. It is a good deal, I think,
0: for Duhame. It's a it's about a four hundred thousand dollar raise. Mm-hmm. It, he does he has done the same thing that everybody else has done this off season. It seems like just taking those one year deals because next year you have the salary cap going up again uh, and getting back on that track. So the opportunity for him to show that um, the last couple of seasons. So two years ago played in 80 games, just hit everything that moved. This last year he uh, battled injuries at points throughout the season, so gets an opportunity to try to get back to that form of two years ago. Not to say that he didn't play well this year, because we talked at length all season about Duhame's ability to just fit on seemingly every line uh, throughout the lineup, and so that versatility is important. He is a player that I think made us more frustrated about Jordan Greenway, because just infinitely more physical, while not being anywhere close to as big as Greenway was, and so Duhane brings all this stuff to the table. If he has a good season, he has the opportunity to uh, to sign a longer deal for a little more money, even um, with the Wild in the off season. And yeah, you hit it right on the head. I'm fascinated to see how this dynamic on the fourth line is going to work because you've got the speed of doer. You've got the speed of Duhame, uh, You've got the physicality of Duhame. You've got Pat Maroon who is going to bring the physicality and is going to, uh, it's going to be fascinating to see how this all melds together um, to, uh, to create a fourth line that Dean Evason does not hesitate to use. And I would imagine with Pat Maroon, now being part of this group, that he is going to lean on those guys more.
1: And the good thing uh, to have Pat Maroon on the line too is uh, Duhame can avoid fighting. Uh, I, I think they were really worried about concussions with him, and uh, you know Pat Maroon has the, uh, the willingness to um, to actually drop him compared to Ryan Reeves who for whatever reason didn't uh it didn't seem to want to drop him even though that was one of the reasons uh that he was signed uh for the for the wild so yeah i think uh that's that's huge uh huge for him and with with duhaime too um you know he's he's the anti jordan greenway you're you don't have to worry about work work uh, ethic with him uh there's he's not going to take nights off uh, he's he's going to run around like a Tasmanian devil out there. And uh, you know, I think uh, he's going to turn into a, you know, bash brother out there with, uh, with Pat Maroon. And uh, I I just, I think the chemistry is really going to build with, with those guys. And um, you know, I think with, with Duhame too, something I'm excited for him is just his growth with the penalty kill with Mm -hmm. him and, with him and Doer, um, you know, I think they're going to have very large roles uh, when it comes comes to that. You know, they aren't power play guys, but uh, it's it's a huge problem with the, that the Wild have had is their penalty kill, and uh, I think those two are definitely going to bring it this uh, this upcoming season.
0: Yeah, the, the speed plays just about everywhere that he has been in the lineup. I mean, you look at players throughout the uh, the year getting injured. Played on the second line, played on the third line, played on the fourth line, and and stepping in as Joe Smith noted in his latest piece for the Athletic, stepping in potentially for Mason Shaw, who was a pivotal point of the uh, the penalty kill for the Wild all season. So he's he's going to get opportunities, and you would imagine if there is an injury to anybody on the third line, that he'll get bumped up to uh, to fill that spot as well. So it uh, there's a Great potential for a good year for Brandon Duhame. And uh, as the official president of the Brandon Duhame fan club, could not be happier to uh, be able to carry that honor uh, once again here for the 2023, 2024 season. So well done all around avoided arbitration. I didn't really ever think that it was going to go that route because we had heard throughout the off season that the Duhame contracts was essentially just waiting for some clarity on what's going on with Gustafson. And so once the arbitration dates were set and Duhame's went first, I felt like it was going to be relatively quick before, um, before that happened. I, did, I didn't really see any scenario in which Duhame was going to arbitration. It's the other one that now we have to kind of worry about.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> that that is going to be fascinating. You have uh, uh, some other big name goalies getting getting contracts that I'm sure Gus's agent, um, you know, is saying, "Hey, uh, <laughs> Gus, Gus, deserves to get paid." So, yeah, it's going to be gonna be fascinating. Um, yeah, you were saying it forever this all all the summer that uh, you thought it was going to get done, and so um, you know, you mentioned uh, that uh, you know. He could um you know do could fit on uh on other lines um you know this is huge opportunity for him too, because Marcus felino it's his um last year of his deal, and you know he he and felino are very similar players, and he could work his way up to a third third line role, and mm-hmm. you know i think that um that's what he's you know looking you know looking to try to get to uh for sure yeah, and i
0: i have seen pointed out all let's, let's see some more goals. Well, let's see some more goals from everybody on the team. Um, The thing that I like is that do is about a 1.6 hits per game player. Um, that that's what he was at this past season. He was well over two hits per game, um, two years ago when he played 80 games. So keep bringing that physicality, bring that spark off the bench. That seems to uh, ignite this team. And, uh, Everything should be smooth sailing. Now we transition from the nice, easy uh, maneuvering through the, uh, the waves with, uh, with your boat of choice. Now we're going to go into a little choppier waters because Philip Gustafson's arbitration date is drawing ever closer. And as Joe Smith mentioned in the athletic, his latest piece there has really been no um, t- no headway in this situation. So we'll just kind of reset where Gustafson's at with his situation as well as we continue today's episode of Lockdown Wild after this. Take your first swing at betting on Major League Baseball on FanDuel and you can get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. Yeah, you heard me right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. Hopefully, if you were paying attention yesterday, you had Alex Kirilov. Uh, he had a great day for the Twins against Oakland and hopes to continue that as well. The Twins, as I mentioned before, the easiest schedule down the stretch in Major League Baseball. So keep that in mind if you're looking to uh, place a bet on your favorite Minnesota baseball team. Uh, It's all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, best part, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 back in bonus bets. That's fanduel.com/lockedon. Fanduel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, we will continue to dive into some of our ongoing offseason series. We're going to do another rank for you tomorrow, as we will uh, take a look at the best. Centers in Minnesota wild history. So stay tuned for that tomorrow. Plus, then we will also have another draft, redraft deep dive uh, for you here this week. Continuing today's episode, though, with Alex Micheletti, let's talk Philip Gustafson. Mum's the word for Gustafson, as there really hasn't been any headway in his situation. Although it does seem pretty clear cut that one side is looking for a one-year deal. The other side's looking for a three-year deal. And the salaries, as Joe Smith notes, are pretty close, which I think now would hopefully mean that we start to see some headway. Um, Smith kind of goes with the $3.2 million range if it's a one-year deal, $3.4 million if it's a three-year deal. But we just have not heard anything as to steam picking up on these negotiations, which leads you to believe that arbitration may indeed be the route that this goes.
1: Yeah. And then with the arbitration, um, you know, probably another, another one year deal. Um, and so, yeah, it's a, it's a really conundrum, uh, because you know, you have Jesper in the wings, uh, w- waiting to, to cook one more year in, in Iowa. So, you know, it's like, do you want to give him three years, uh, even though you know you're hoping that Yesper takes that that one A spot, um, you know, and you know, eventually are going to have to pay him, uh, you know, a decent sized contract too. And so, yeah, it's just uh, it's it's very fascinating for sure.
0: I I continue to go with the I think preferred route for the Wild is 3 years because right. then you get an opportunity to bring Volstead along without having to you know fully rely on him cuz Marc-André Fleury's not coming back no. after this season he's done.
1: No.
0: Well also that money comes off the books. Mm-hmm. Um and so then let's assume that the expectations that we have for for Volstead end up playing true and he is the guy. Then you don't really need to of those types of goalies, it's a nice luxury to have, Mm -hmm. but it's not a necessity. And so then at that case, if Valstead comes up, he looks great. And you're confident that he is going to be the one that we hoped he would be. Then you have the opportunity to trade Gustafson with some term left to a team that I don't know, the San Jose sharks (laughs) have had like 50 goalies in the last (laughs) six years. And they're still trying to find somebody. So you do something like that, you have the opportunity to trade him. Um, Gustafson and company, I think, want the one-year deal so that then they can just get themselves in line with everything else that's going on this offseason, all these players taking one-year deals, so that then once the salary cap goes up, then he can get more money next year. So it's, it's pretty clear where the battle lines have been drawn and so I find I, I am intrigued because let's say the arbit, arbiter, arbitrator, let's say the arbitrator splits this. because let's just assume that it's that, that thin of a difference, 3.4, 3.2. Let's say the arbitrator splits at 3.3. The wild then have the option to select one or a two year deal. Do they go to, with that case just to, uh, to try to get him locked into somewhat of a uh, long-term deal?
1: Yeah, I think, I think they would hope to get to just cause like you said, um, you know, <laughs> you, you know, you hope that Jespers is ready to go, but you know, he's still very, very young and uh, you don't see too many, um, you know, goalies, his age, um, you know, have a full-time you know role you know know, as a backup or or as the as the main guy you know you we've seen uh you know for example carter hart um he's had such a roller coaster uh start of his young career um and maybe he was rushed uh too much and so uh you know you 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 take a look at you know spencer knight as well who you know who's had some struggles um at the nhl level and uh you know the the thing that people don't realize too it's more of a mental um you know thing that they have to get used to and yeah. being the man and the travel and you know with with goalies it's like uh, nfl quarterbacks the spotlight is always on you and if uh if you start to struggle you know it can you know tear away at uh at you mentally and that that is really tough and so you kind of just have to Get used to it and, and learn and uh, learn from a veteran, and uh, that, you know that's that's the hope for Jesper for sure.
0: Yeah, and it's it is I think of the Wild's benefit to you know just have a guy like Gustafson around while Volstead is getting going because it's not like Gustafson was you know really really good then kind of slump. He was like upper tier for the entire season, save maybe one or two starts the blip, as I call it at the beginning of the season, beyond that, he was amazingly consistent all season long. When this team decided that they were not going to try to score any goals, (laughs) he just continued to be amazing during that. And so it's a season in which he was really, really good. And he was really consistently good too. Um, which is another part that will factor into uh, how this ends up playing out.
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, <laughs> he kept the Wild in so many different games. It was just just incredible. And, uh, you know, uh, he had a really good relationship with Marc-Andre Fleury, too, still does. And so there's no really, you know, uh, fight, you know, between, between the two or, you know, <laughs> Dealing with uh, with an agent that's that's angry about playing time, he he got the you know the playing time that he deserved. You know this wasn't a Cam Talbot uh, type <laughs> situation where where the agent is coming up to, to Bill Guerin at the, at the draft and uh, you know demanding uh, all sorts of uh, you know uh, you know increase in pay and uh, you know you know just nonsense uh, at a at a time that that doesn't need to be negotiating for
0: sure that garen quote needed to be put on a t-shirt um from dr- the from the draft floor yes He's just crazy his, like i don't have to do bleep like <laughs> talbot's going to be on this team and that's just that's just the way it goes like it, that would have been just a an all time wild great, moment for sure yeah, in a the lore quotes um with with a stern look from garen um just off into the in into the the background but it's it's something that, of course, like happened with the Duhame signing, that we're just going to be in wait for um, it, it one way or the other. This will right. be solved on or before August fourth. So we'll uh, we'll, lie in, yeah, <laughs> we'll lie in wait, and uh, when it does inevitably happen, we'll of course have reaction for you.
1: Hopefully on a Sunday again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm really liking the like float something Sunday afternoon, so we have a little time to digest it and then fire it off for uh, first thing Monday. I'm I'm really liking, and it leads me to believe that Bill Guerin is tuning in and uh, to line yeah.
1: Up. You have to laugh to so get some humor too with uh, them doing this with Ru- when Russo is in Italy. So the first person that we saw br- break it was Elliot Friedman, and you know that had to had to eat at Mike and uh, you know Karen. Garen for sure probably knew that he, that he was in yeah. in Italy just to, just to do it to him.
0: Just living it up and yeah. uh, and checking out all the best of wine country. Yes, just, good stuff. I'm I'm very jealous, but um. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll make that happen at some point. Um, We're going to finish today because uh, I was just scrolling through now that I'm not rate limited anymore, um, (laughs) was just scrolling through Twitter and had just the most intriguing tweet pop up in my feed. And so we'll discuss no trade lists in detail when we finish today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thank you for tuning in and making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, once again, make sure you tune in as we move through the rest of the week. We will do another draft deep dive. We will also be taking a look at the top centers in Minnesota Wild history. Buckle up for that one. Uh, That uh, should be an exciting way to get your Tuesday going for you. now we are as a network transitioning kind of into off season mode now in the NHL. Um, so a lot of shows go into three episodes per week. I'm not sure exactly at what point we will do that. We may, we may not. Uh, I don't think we will, but um, it's, it's an option that may come up. You know, I don't have my entire rest of my summer planned out yet, <laughs> but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll just go with that uh, as it happens. Now I'm trying to frantically, find it. But the gist of the tweet that I saw was if you signed a free agent contract, what would be the five teams that you would put on your no trade list? If you had the option to block trades to five NHL franchises, which teams would you pick? Now, there are a couple of ways to look at this. It can be destinations or it can be Current state of the team, and so let's just establish before we get too far into this: which one do we value more? Is it current state of the team, or just are there some spots, as you were thinking about this, Alex, that you're just like, I I don't care if they're a cup favorite, I'm I'm not going to go here regardless
1: yeah I found that tweet and kind of it kind of blew up when I put out my list um you know I factored uh I factored weather I factored uh taxes in into things you know with uh, uh you know some of the you know states uh in the NHL universe where there's no state income tax that's a huge deal now with uh with players and um, I also, uh, factored in the state of the team as well. So I kinda, it kind of, you know, it was a, a mixture uh, for me and I, I have my top five that, uh, I can read off uh, to you.
0: Yeah. Fire it up. It was, uh, it was yeah. Tom Franklin that, uh, that had the tweet I just found. Yeah. Um, and so this, this was just a fascinating exercise, Yeah, uh, I think. So if you've got yours handy, yes, fired up.
1: All right, so with number one, I put, I put Winnipeg Jets. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, it's just it's just craziness right now. I'm I'm not a big Rick Bonus guy either, and so. Uh, you know, I, I, did factor in, uh, you know, coaches into this as well. And just, um, just weather wise, you know, just, just miserable there in the, in the winter time and it's a uh, smaller rink, And so, yeah, Winnipeg jets and, you know, just chaos with their, with their team right now,
0: yeah. you know, it's
1: just, uh, the vibes are not good in, in Winnipeg. Uh, number two, I did, uh, Columbus blue jackets, uh, oh. you know, um, you know, you know, there was I got I did get chirped uh, from Columbus people, but I just Mike Babcock, I just <laughs> I don't like the guy at all. Yeah. You know, especially what what he did to Mike Madano and just uh, um, you know how he treated Mitch Marner in Toronto. You know, I thought we were past uh, you know you know coaches like like this in the league, but uh, <laughs> apparently not. It's still the the old uh, old uh, boys club. Uh, you know, <laughs> I just. I don't see it working out really well for, for Columbus, which is which is too bad because uh Johnny Gaudreau, um, you know, he, he escaped Sutter and then gets, gets gets an even more grouchy old uh you know, old guy in, in Mike Babcock. It's uh uh it's it's just unfortunate for him. Same with same thing with Patrick Line. Uh it's just really unfortunate because yeah. these are two guys that are, you know, superstars in the league i th- i think um you yeah, know they they are uh, so fun to watch and hopefully they don't uh get the wrath of of mike babcock uh, you know because eyes all eyes will be on 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 him and <laughs> and how he how he coaches and see if he's learned uh from his um uh, past yeah, He's had what five years off? Yeah, it's just yeah. It's <laughs> and it it ended, it ended horribly with with Toronto. So Yeet. yeah, it's just I can't believe that's who they thought was gonna was their number one candidate. You know, wow. unreal. Uh, number three uh, for me, Ottawa Senators. Um, you know, it's just there's chaos there. You know, they just traded Alex DeBrink at, and uh, you know, I I don't know where this where this team is headed. It's <laughs> It, uh, you know they have a legitimate superstar in in, in Kachuk, but uh, I don't know if I trust the coaching there. Uh, they're trying to sell the team, and they've had all sorts of issues there. The arena is in the middle of nowhere, and it's uh, you know it's just you know taxes again uh, with with Canada. It's yeah, you know, it just it's a franchise that you really want to root for, but mm-hmm. you know they should be the Ottawa Chaos. <laughs> you know, it's it's I I I I don't trust the uh, the direction that this this team is headed right now. They should be so much better, but I don't I I, I don't get it. You know, it's it's a, it's a really unfortunate because you love Brady Kachuk so much and Josh Norris, they they you know, Thomas Shabbat. They do have some really nice young pieces, but you know, chaos and uh, coaching, I I don't trust either. So yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, number four, <laughs> another coach uh, that is—it's—it's—it's it's, it's mind-boggling. Philadelphia Flyers, this, yeah. uh, John Tortorella. You know, it's—it's—it's it's, it's another team that's um, going through a major rebuild. Uh, thanks, Chuck Fletcher and Brent Flair, who we've had here in Minnesota. Just so many bad moves made, and um, you know, uh, they just got rid of uh, Tony D'Angelo. Um, you know, it's. Uh, and they had, you know, Kevin Hayes that they, that was a, just a mistake of a, of a contract by Chuck Fletcher and, you know, Daniel Briere's trying to, you know, start a, you know, complete rebuild uh, uh, over. Some to do. Yeah. Some major work to do. It's a proud franchise that that should be a lot better, but uh, you know, just another team that could be chaos junior. <laughs> so uh, that was my fourth. Um, and Number five, uh, Calgary Flames, <laughs> just, you know, starting over uh, to Oof. another, another rebuild, uh, you know, they made some moves that uh, did not work in year one, uh, you know, and that's probably had to do with coaching too. Uh, Jonathan Hubadro was completely lost in the Sutter system. Same thing with Nazem Kadri, and Markstrom turned into a complete, uh, you know, I don't know. uh, He just turtled uh, uh, with his play. Uh, It was really unfortunate because, um, you know, he's a heck of a goaltender. I don't know. He just lost lost confidence in himself, but uh, you know. Losing Goudreau, losing Kachuk, it was it was devastating for 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 that uh, team. <laughs> really unfortunate. You know, hopefully they can bounce back, but. It's a, you know, it's a you know, team that's, um, you know, in kind of a rebuild mode, new GM, uh, new coach. We'll see if Markstrom can bounce back. Um, you know, like I mentioned earlier in the episode, uh, the spotlight is always on the goaltending. And so yeah. um, we'll see if, uh, you know, Marks- Markstrom can turn around because, you know, he's got a lot of money left on that deal. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see yeah. if uh, Conroy can uh, get things turned around there. It's
0: a very intriguing list, and mm-hmm. I am happy to report that I have a lot of different um, different names on the list.
1: Okay, I like it. I like it.
0: Oh, so this is <laughs> this is going to be good. Um, I'll start from bottom to top. Okay. Um, and they're not super in order, but um, I'll, I'll just kind of try to separate them out. Number five for me is Arizona. I don't want to go to Arizona and then potentially end up in another city. Sure. After they would get relocated. So I just would like to see that play out before I end up making any decisions as to, uh, to how that's going to go. So Arizona is five on my list. Uh, number four on my list is San Jose because again, still trying to still trying to get that goalie situation figured out. And I, I can promise you, I will not be able to help in that regard. So (laughs) San Jose is four on my list. Uh, and then beyond that, I am also going to put Philly on my list because, again, that's a situation. There's a lot of work that needs to be done to try to get that figured out. So we're going Philly three. Number two, Chicago. There be would be no scenario in which I would be able to go to a team that is as bitter of a rival as Chicago is, even though they've been down. Not going there. And number one, St. Louis, because <laughs> yes. same. So I, um, yeah, neither one. I, uh, It's healthy to have teams that you just don't like, respect, but don't like because they are rivals of the team that you have been following your entire life. Right. And so those battle lines are not going to get crossed. And so sorry um, sorry to, uh, to all of Zach's buddies <laughs> down, uh, down at Mizzou. Um, I'm not, uh, I'm not crossing that line to, uh, to join the St. Louis blues. Just
1: I'm not, not trying to play with Jordan Bennington either.
0: <laughs> also that <laughs> also that. So, uh, there you have it. Uh, let us know in the comments what your five teams are. Your five-team no-trade list, and uh, we'll see if we can uh, come to some sort of an agreement. Maybe we'll get a bunch of people that will have one or two of the same teams on the list. There are I can't only, wait to
1: see the comments.
0: <laughs> there are only a handful of teams that exist, and so there are going to be some overlaps. So let's see what we get in the comments. Thank you, as always, for tuning into today's episode. If this is your first time tuning into Lockdown Wild, make sure once again that you follow us on YouTube and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any new episodes throughout the week. If you are in every day or we are glad to have you along and we uh, hope to see you again on tomorrow's episode, either way make sure that you keep an eye out for new content from locked on wild. We have new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the locked on podcast network.